quick PSA for our listeners who are U.S. citizens. The 2020 election season is now upon us, and it is so important that you make your voice be heard. Please go to www.vote.org to find out all voting information you might need, and be sure to vote early. Again, that website is www.vote.org. Plan your vote and enjoy the show. Computer, initialize Holosuite. Holosuite Media. Hello, listeners, and welcome to Open Channel, a Star Trek community podcast. I'm your host, Christopher D. Littlefield. With me today is Kavura, co-host of Ladies Trek Library, Starpod Trek, and Starpod Log, three of our new shows that have just been adopted into the Holosuite Media family. Kavura, how are you today? I'm great, Chris. Excited to be here. Yeah, it's so great to have you. Thanks for coming on. Sure. Glad to be here. Listeners, today we're reading and discussing your comments on Terminal Provocations, the sixth episode of Lower Decks. Open Channel is dedicated to facilitating the fan conversation about every single new Trek episode as it drops and other topics we want to talk about. To join the conversation on Facebook, type The Nexus into the search field and join Holosuite Media's listeners group. Follow us on Twitter at Open Channel Trek. I'll post an Open Channel conversation thread after each new episode. Leave your comments, questions, concerns, and theories, and they just might get read on the air. Keep in mind that comments might be edited for time. Kavura, let's get going. Okay, Uh, first we have Patrick Carlin, and he says, How cool is it that J.G. Hertzler voiced the Drukmani captain? First thought that entered my mind, 24th century Clippy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that was that was a surprise seeing jg hertzler usually they give away you know like guest stars and things but i did not know he was going to be on it and i did recognize his voice right away before i saw the credits so that was pretty cool yeah it was cool to to hear him i actually saw patrick's comment before i watched the episode so it spoiled it for oh. me <laughs> but that's my fault <laughs> yeah the 24th century clippy that was that was a neat idea too Yeah, and Suzanne Williamson replied, OMG, this was probably what amused me most this episode. Clippy gone rogue. That was so funny. It was funny. Well, well, my my first thought, though, really, like, was just, okay, another holodeck malfunction? Gee, we've never seen that before. Yeah, of course. But we've never seen one that's a weird, you know, well, I guess... If Flotter went rogue, that might be the closest thing, because Flotter was a fictional character, too. Right. As opposed to Moriarty, who, I mean, well, the fact that Moriarty is already evil, yeah. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I thought it was so great. So next, we have Noe Santos. Having Jack McBrayer voice Badgie was a fantastic choice. All I can say is, bird internet. 30 Rock fans will appreciate that. (laughs) Ha ha ha. Yeah, I love Jack McBrayer. It was so cool that he was the voice. Do you, are you familiar with 30 Rock and Jack McBrayer? Oh, sorry. No, I did not watch that show. Okay, I've watched a little bit of 30 Rock, but I haven't watched the whole thing, so I don't get the bird internet reference, but I do know who the actor is. He was also uh, in Wreck-It Ralph. I can't remember the name of the character, but he's he's hilarious. Okay, so they got a regular comedian to do a guest voice. That's cool. 
Yeah, he's really great. He's really, really funny. Karen Chupla says, I most enjoyed Clippy Gone Rogue storyline with Badgie. Darkish, yes, but still funny. I also quite liked Worf, er, Shax, having his ideas shot down. Okay, I see what you did there, Karen. I can see the similarity there. He kissed Tiana, did you see? Yes, I saw. But by far, (laughs) my favorite bit was the off-camera, damn, Starbase 80? Oh, I loved that too, Karen. That was hilarious. When Tiana told Mariner she should go there if she wanted to fool around, for some reason, I just found that comedy gold. Yeah, that was funny. That was a little quick, uh, you know, off-screen holler that I thought was cool. A little bit of thing there with, with the doctor. Yeah, she still doesn't get uh, shown much, but, mm-hmm. but when she's there, though, she's funny. Yeah, I, I like that she gets these little one-liners every now and then, and I love that she likes nachos because I like nachos, too. Yeah, and how many cats like nachos? <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Paul Collinson says, I think Tindy's fear of spacewalking is totally justified. Space is terrifying. Space, the final frontier. Final because it wants to kill you. (laughs) (laughs) God, getting so many flashbacks to using Microsoft Word in the early 2000s. Wait, how did it get weirder? Well, that was disturbing. Badgie is certainly now part of my nightmares. Will he end up being the Cerritos' equivalent of Moriarty? Huh? Yeah. And I just mentioned Moriarty. But yeah, Clippy could come back. Or Badgie, I should say. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, I remember Clippy, but I really, I never did really use him much. But yeah, the way they ended it when Badgie said, I'm always here, they made it sound like he could come back. He's got to come back. Yeah. And the spacewalking thing, too. Um. Yeah, so how did she get get by? She just said, well, her teacher just gave her a B. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. And listeners, if you don't get what we're talking about with the Clippy thing, Google Clippy Microsoft Word. It was a little paperclip, like animated paperclip that would pop up when you were using Microsoft Word, and it was like a little helper. And there are going to be more comments on it in this episode, too, so we'll get to those. Right. You kind of have to be older like us to get that. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're right. And Nick goes on, but before he does, I want to just congratulate him on being a doctor now. Congratulations, Dr. Nick. Woohoo! He says, man, I almost feel for Fletcher. I think maybe I was a bit like him when I was in my first job, but boy, are people like him a liability. Real talk for a second, any workplace that has a culture of blaming people when something goes wrong is going to encourage people to act like this. That's fair. Cultivate workplaces where no one's to blame and you solve problems as a team. That way people will never be afraid to bring up a problem and you'll have a more honest culture. Well, Nick, that's very optimistic. I like that. That being said... I'm glad Fletcher is Earth's problem now. Really thought we were going to get a glimpse of the Titan there for a second. Glad we at least got the name drop. Yeah, I liked the name drop too. Yes. And Nick ends with, Now, on the shipping forecast, Tianax. Wait. Tanaxis, I guess? Tianax. Tianax. Yeah, Shax. So it's Tiana plus Shax. Tianax. Surprisingly, a thing. Tianax. I'm going to say it that way. It it took me a while to get it out, but that's what I'm going with. (laughs) But but yeah, the shipping thing is cool. 
You know what chipping is now, right? <laughs> I do know what it is. Yes, I I know. Apparently, I'm the last person to know, but yes, I do. But uh, Nicholas here was was kind of getting serious about the workplace and all. I mean, yeah, I in, in reality, I mean, yeah, yeah, you you want to have um a workplace that that can cultivate the right types of attitudes and and the way people do their jobs. Yeah. But Fletcher. Yeah, yeah, it was hard to believe. Like, like Boimler is always the the bungler, and now they add Fletcher to be the bumbler in this episode. Uh huh. Well, I like that they're kind of in the last couple episodes. They're showing characters that are even kind of less capable than the lower decks people. Yeah, which is interesting. So it kind of elevates them. Like I found that we we saw our lower decks character main characters as a little bit closer to being, you know what we know is Starfleet material. Yeah, so I guess the writers are kind of thinking, well, you know, they don't really have to be the worst people. So so yeah, we we are getting them to be a little bit better now. Oh oh and another thing about the Titan, um I yeah, I do like that they mentioned that because it was from Star Trek Nemesis, but also because I love to read the novels and so I mean yeah, Captain Riker on the Titan was so cool in the novels. Oh yeah, definitely. And they are dropping a lot of Q references, so I think that they're gearing us up for that little cameo that got kind of leaked or let yes. out this week. Yes, the Q thing, which I can't wait to see. I feel like it's going to be really brief, and then it's going to be over. Oh, you think? Oh, like, like, so you don't think he'll be there for a whole episode? I think it's going to be just a quick in and out, and that's it. Oh, well, that's too bad, but but, I mean, <laughs> right. he, but he fits into this you know, into this type of show, though, because he was such a comedic character. Oh, yeah. And uh, listeners, we do have some questions and concerns, so let's move on to those. Rebecca Skipper says, didn't like episode six because of the conduct of some characters. Yeah. Hmm. So Rebecca's very concerned about the the lack of professionalism with a lot of the characters in this series. And and it's been a, a case of lower decks. Yes, definitely. You, you just have to not take it seriously. Yeah, right. And even the Upper Deck characters, you know. Oh, true. Yes. But it's funny. You know, it's not real. It's funny. It's just meant to be funny. Right. I, even though I do hope the characters get into more depth later. Mm-hmm. I think that they're slowly doing that. Yes. Very slowly. But we're, we, uh, we're seeing more like in previous episodes, we saw more of, of Mariner's character. Right. And with her mother. Yeah. And that was cool. Yeah. Mariner's kind of finding a little area to where she's got some leadership in the group, which I really like. Yes, and maybe someday she'll she'll actually take a promotion and like it. Right. <laughs> and then Liam Smart, we're we're back onto the Clippy reference. Badgie triggered me and reminded me of the murderous times I had with Clippy. And then Joshua DeVries replies, quote, I see you're writing a letter. Runs away screaming. Yeah. <laughs> Clippy was a little creepy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't want my computer to know what I'm going to do. <laughs> and of course, now with the uh, the autocorrect, it's, you know, a lot of the same kind of thing. Like, it thinks it can put in the date for you and things like that. All right. I don't like when I'm sending, like, an email in Google and it finishes the sentence as I'm writing it. I'm like, stop doing that. That's weird. You know, my work computer has started doing that, which is scary. <laughs> yeah. It's it's an it's an interesting time. <laughs> it is, it is. In which we live. And so yeah, and we might run into something like Badgie that just goes wild someday. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. 
Okay, so uh, Joshua DeVries continues, While it's always amazing to have Jack McBrayer playing unhinged characters, I wonder if they went a bit far with the gore in his murderous rampage scene. I think the animated medium allows for the dark humor of the scene to work, but it felt just a bit too far over the line. Hmm. I hear you, Joshua. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, it was, Um. I mean, I mean, you know, so this is a cartoon, but it's still made for adults. All right. I mean, I really, I, I just went along with it. Yeah, I didn't think it was too bad. I mean, to me, it was, it was okay with the, the murderous rampage. I mean, you just sort of laugh at it. Yeah, I love when he ripped the head off in the Bajoran marketplace, and then he's saying, like, I'm going to bathe in her blood, and I'm going to wear your skin. (laughs) Yeah, horrendous. (laughs) It was so great. I loved it. But to see it on a cartoon, yeah, you you just laugh at it. (laughs) That makes it it even creepier, but I think in the best way. Right, right. Karen Chuplis says, I do get that sentiment, referring back to Joshua. But my mind wanders back to what the holodeck scenes of the Big Easy would have been like if it wasn't the 90s. I mean, Dix's office would have been a bloodbath, that's for sure. Oh yeah, like if they have done holodeck on on other things, yeah, it really could have been creepy. Mm-hmm. And, and real, and why do the holodeck safeties always have to get turned off? You know, I know they they should leave them on. That should just be automatic. You know, never cut off the holodeck safeties. I mean. Kavor, the holodeck glitches an awful lot. It, it does. I mean, <laughs> it's not a reliable technology. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. Now you're thinking they they really should have just thrown it out, or or they really need to do more testing or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Joshua DeVries again. Oh, absolutely, it works in context. I'm reminded of Darkling, where Doctor Jekyll began experimenting on his holographic characters. We've seen stuff like it before. I guess it was just an un- it was just unexpectedly violent. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't know what Darkling is. Do you know? No, I don't know that reference. Oh man! But Doctor Jekyll, Jekyll, we know yeah. him. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm I'm very my my curiosity is peaked now, Joshua. I'm gonna have to look that up, especially if it's a Doctor Jekyll that's experimenting on holographic characters. That's cool. It is. So so he must have had holographic characters that also went bad. So, oh, so it, it doesn't just happen in Star Trek. Oh, well. Yeah, right. And Janessa Quijada says, ah, oh, dude, I like the Titan. Why you got to inflict Fletcher on Captain Riker and company? Yeah. <laughs> well, at least at least Fletcher wasn't there long, though. He got drummed out. Yeah. I mean, with Riker there, Fletcher couldn't have lasted more than a day. There's just no way. Right, because, I mean, Riker is good, you know, and, and he he expects the best, I mean, just like Picard yeah. did. Yeah, when you're the best, you want the best, right? Absolutely. <laughs> All right, and let's move on to a couple final thoughts then. And uh, I believe that you're familiar with our first one, Kavura, right? Yes, Paloma Bennett. Hi, Paloma. Terminal Provocations has my favorite Lower Decks opening. I love how Mariner, Boimler, Tindy, Rutherford, and Fletcher argue about what the USS Cerritos' warp core sounds like. I especially like how they mimic the sounds of the Enterprise-D and USS Voyager warp core. But my favorite part is when Ransom attacks Boimler because he sees all the ensigns making warp core sounds in a circle, which he finds super suspicious. Shh! 
Was it like that? <laughs> a little bit more higher pitch, like. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, you're right. It is a little bit more higher pitch. That was cute. Yeah, that that was a funny scene. Yeah, and I can yeah. see people actually doing that though, in, in their off-duty hours. Like, oh, here's what it sounds like. Yeah, it was like a bunch of trekkies and trekkers sitting around discussing it. Really, you know. Right. <laughs> Friends getting together watching Star Trek, and 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 then they might say something like, "Hey, what was that sound? Well, what did it sound like?" Oh, yeah, that's the warp core. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we're coming back with Joshua, our highest number of comments for this episode. He says, I'm really liking how this episode gave us Rutherford confessing that he finds Tendi cute, and Boimler and Mariner discovering that they make a great team, excited for where their stories are going. Yeah, I like that Rutherford said that Tendi was so cute. That was nice to get a little confirmation. We know he likes her, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you can tell these two are, are headed towards something, yeah. But, I mean, it, it. you know, some things, I mean, you never know because they could just remain best friends. But if something else happens, it would be neat to see. And the same thing with Bormler and Mariner. Yeah, I, well, I think Mariner's into Ransom and Ransom's into Mariner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another one, too. That could happen. yeah. I'm okay if Rutherford and Tendi don't get together and that we don't, that they don't have it. Like, they're just, like, really, really, really good friends. I would be okay with that. I know. I could see that, too, because the way they, they work together so well, and why not just be friends and cheer each other on when they each do find other relationships? Yeah. I mean, that would be cool. And, like, to see them on a double date with other people. Yeah. Right. And we don't really know Tendi's sexuality, right? Or, no, she liked the guy. She kissed... uh Haley Joel Osment's character. Yes. And Rutherford did go out with that girl. Who knows? Who knows? Right. You, I mean, this is Star Trek, and it's a cartoon, so anything could happen. Yeah. You know, I heard, I read a comment on Twitter this week, and I can't remember who said it. I should have paid attention. Somebody was saying they thought maybe Boimler is trans, and I, I had, that hadn't even occurred to me. I have no idea. Oh, wow. I should have read more of the thread, <laughs> but I don't know. Boimler? Yeah. I mean, who knows? Possible. We, we don't know how these people are going to be because, I mean, yeah, it's still early in the series. And even after mm -hmm. the first season, there's still going to be so much, so much more later. Yeah. You know what I really want to know, Kavora, is about the little light that went into the captain. Oh, I know. At the beginning of the series. Yes, because that happened and, and then it was nothing else. Yeah. Now, that light actually tried to attack Mariner and Boimler. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking it's evil, and maybe maybe it took over the captain. Maybe it is influencing her right now. Yeah, maybe that's what I was thinking. Oh, oh, just like the one, like on Discovery, when the 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 point of light hit um, Tilly's shoulder, mm -hmm. and then we found out what that was. Yeah. So yeah, so now they're just they're adding something like that. Yeah. I mean, I do want to know happen. what that is. Mm-hmm. Well, listeners, that brings us to the end of your comments for this week. We are officially over halfway done with season one of Lower Decks. Kavora, what'd you think of everybody's comments? It was good. I mean, everybody is very uh, insightful and, and thinking about it, and I'm glad everybody enjoys watching this show. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, and welcome to the Hollow Sweet Media family with all your amazing shows. It's been fun to have, have you on today. Thanks, Chris. Yes, it was fun to be here, and I'm so glad to be a part of the network. Can you please tell us where we can find you on social media and tell us a little bit about your shows? 
Okay, we have three podcasts. We have they're all on the same platform, Starpod Log. We also have Starpod Trek and we have Ladies Library, which it, or Ladies Trek Library, which is part of Starpod Trek. And of course the name comes from Starlog Magazine. Starpod Log reviews uh, Starlog Magazine, which was a sci-fi fantasy pop culture magazine that came out in the 70s, lasted through the 80s and 90s. And on Starpod Trek, we review just the Star Trek articles of Starlog Magazine. And Starpod Log reviews all the other non-Trek articles. And then Ladies Trek Library talks about Star Trek books. We mostly focus on the um, original series novels, but we have gone into other areas with Picard and um, Seven of Nine. So it's a lot of fun doing that. And my husband and I, Nayar, are under Nayar and Kavora on Facebook. And it's N-A-Y-R-A-N-D and then Kavora, K-A-V-U-R-A. And we also have a Facebook group called Starpod Log and Starpod Trek. And we are on, let's see, the podcast is on, of course, Hollis Week Media. And we're on Blogspot and iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. We also have a YouTube channel that's called Starpod Log. And we're on Instagram and Twitter under at Starpod Log. Awesome. Well, thanks again for being here. And I can't wait to listen to the Starpod Log show because I used to read Starlog when I was a kid into high school and such. And I loved those magazines. And that's such a cool idea for a show. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we love Starlog because it covered so many things. And it's so great now to go back and look at it and see like all of the what they thought of the movies back then and the TV shows. Mm hmm. And I'm sure that unlike today, everybody loved it 100% all of the time, and nobody was ever critical about about those oh, things. <laughs> you'd be surprised. <laughs> uh, totally being sarcastic. Mm-hmm. I just I like how people people act so shocked that people don't like stuff when it comes out new. It's like, yeah, that's that's happened the entire time. Oh, I know that the letters column of the magazine. It can be pretty fun to read. Oh yeah. Oh, that's so cool. And and you two are very big convention goers as well, right? Yes. Um, of course, be, you know, before the quarantine and everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, like last year I counted, we went to 24 cons. Oh, wow. So, yes, we, we do a lot of them. I mean, some big and some little, some local and some we travel to. So, yeah, we do a lot of the, the conventions and cosplay. We wear a lot of costumes. And you, if you join our Facebook group, that's where, where most of our activity is. And you can see our costumes there. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Thank you. We, we put a lot of work into them. And, and a few things like yeah. the Starfleet uniforms, we just ordered online. Right. Well, thanks again, Kuvora. Thank you, Chris. You can join the Open Channel conversation on Twitter and Facebook by following us at Open Channel Trek and by joining our listeners group on Facebook by typing the Nexus into the search field. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at CD Littlefield. Keep an eye out for my Open Channel conversation threads on Facebook and Twitter, which I will post every Thursday right before each new Star Trek episode drops. Thanks for listening to Open Channel. Channel Open, standing by. Twenty-fourth century clippy gone rogue. This show is brought to you by Hollow Sweet Media. Computer list other available Hollow Sweet Media programs. Loading Hollow Sweet Preview Program for.
The Expanse, a Star Trek Enterprise podcast. During the whole lockdown around the world, Enterprise is having a surge in popularity. I don't know if you've seen it. That's what I've been hearing. It's crazy, like the Facebook groups, Twitter, everyone is talking about Enterprise. And I didn't realize so many Trek fans had never even watched it. It's nuts. People call themselves lifelong Trekkies who never watched it and are loving it now. I said to someone a week or two ago, I said, look, I'm so glad that you're finally getting around to watching it and enjoying it. But where were you guys <laughs> 15 years ago yeah. when we needed did you when the show was on the edge then ultimately got cancelled loading hollow sweet preview program for there are four questions a star trek spotlight podcast i think that connecting to other fans is a key way to realize that you're not the only one out there nobody can take away the characters that you identify with see i told you i was gonna start crying and um oh that's okay this is a safe space <laughs> okay um, if humanity is kind of, I think we're on the verge of changing our trajectory a little bit. And if we do that in the right way, the future that you're seeing on the screen will happen. Loading Holosuite preview program for Starbase One, a Star Trek online podcast. I don't really think that's a good idea. I order you to do it right now. Warning. Structural integrity field has collapsed. This is Admiral Quinn. You will be assigned to Starbase One. Welcome to Starbase One. I'm Colin. I'm Admiral Aaron. I'm Dave. I'm Steve. And I'm Tom. Starbase One is a dedicated Star Trek Online podcast. If you're a first-time listener, hello. If you're a dedicated decade listener and you've been wondering where the hell we are, we're back. Computer, deactivate Holosuite. Shh. <laughs>